Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glickson with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And the Arizona State Sun Devils improved to 5-1, and 2-1 and one in the conference with a win at home over the Washington State Cougars in a day game. The Cougars are reeling, falling to 0-3 in conference. But the story of the game, Matt, as you and I texted about, was the uh, calm and perse- persistence and perseverance of this team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, and, and, you know, it continues a pattern. You know, it's something that we, we talked about the last couple of weeks and, you know, after the Colorado game, and, you know, we kind of go back to last year too and and this was the same thing. Uh, you know, 10 nothing out the gate. Um, you know, first, first two possessions each was, you know, not great for us. Um, you know, they score a touchdown right away. We go three and out. They go down the field, kick field goal. Uh, we get a couple first downs on the next drive, but, you know, don't do anything with it. You know, sacked on third down. And, it, you know, it looked like, uh, boy, but this team just doesn't seem to, to you know, push the panic button or let things snowball. They just, you know, they claw back in it, tied it up by halftime, back and forth, second half. And then, you know, I don't I don't know if you thought it. I, I certainly did, you know, um, exact same scenario as Colorado. 34-31, exact same score, uh, roughly the same amount of time. I think under three minutes, we got the ball. That game, we went four and out, and this game, we go down and score a touchdown and win it. So, you know, we've got to love the improvement, getting a second swing at the bat. Uh, the game really turned on the uh, Belichickian score to end the half, score to start the half. Um, yeah, yes, we were yes. down. We were down seventeen fourteen. Held Washington State to a three and out with about a minute and a half left to go, and uh, we drove the ball down and got a field goal. Then came out in the start of the second half and got an opening drive touchdown, and we're up twenty four yeah. seventeen before Washington State gets the ball back. Well, and, and you can go back even a little bit further. You know, to get to seventeen fourteen, um, we were down seventeen seven. Got a stop on them, and then, you know, the 86-yard touchdown pass, which was mostly Brandon Ayu run after the catch, um, you know, gets it to 17-14. Because I was listening to it on the radio as I drove back to Tucson, and, and Van Raphorst at 17-7 was even talking about, okay, you know, if you go down and score here, you get the ball to start the half, got a chance to double up. Well, we kind of we kind of tripled up. We got the touchdown, we got a quick stop, we got the field goal, then we got another touchdown to start the half. So that was, yeah, that was a, a you know, key stretch of the game and yet then we fell behind again you know and in the back and forth game we were you know we were down by seven down by three and you know answered back both times yeah so listening to the radio broadcast because obviously this game was on pac 12 network and why would anyone be able to watch a top 20 team well, I got to see the last hour back in Tucson, which was nice. So I have a little bit of visual uh, support. But for the majority of the game, I was on radio as well. But uh, the last drive for ASU was just great efficiency. Yes. You know, to, to march down the field 75 yards in under two minutes, you know, Daniels to Benjamin, Daniels to Benjamin, Daniels to Benjamin to open the drive. Yeah, and, and they were smart plays because he was under pressure on at least a couple of them, maybe all three. There was, there, I think the last one, it looked like he was definitely going to be sacked. I mean, it, he, he got that ball out at the last split second you could get it out um, and turned a, a sack into a decent gain. 
Um, and you know, Benjamin did a nice job after the catch on those plays too, because those were those were you know two yard dump passes that he turned into a running back, which obviously is is his natural position, and made you know made some extra yards on all three of them. Um, and and then you know then we got faced with the fourth and two, and Benjamin ran for it. Um, Daniels missed a, a bad throw on third and two. That that was the that was the one play on the drive that. Uh, you know, he didn't look great. Other than that, he did. Um, third and two, he overshot a guy, but we get it on fourth down. And then he, I think the play after that, the, the throw to the sideline. And again, by this point, I was watching on TV, so I have better better visuals of this. Uh, was a you know big time throw because it got us inside the twenty five. And then at that point, you're thinking, okay, we we got the field goal chance in hand. Now let's get greedy and try to get the touchdown. And that's exactly what happened. Now. I didn't get to see it, but on the radio broadcast, they talked about uh, Eno looked sluggish, but in between plays, not in game action. Yeah, yeah. They they use him on four passes to open the drive, and then on fourth and two, they trot him back out because he sat on right. second and third down after the timeout. Right. And they run it to him and pick up the first, which – Talk about a confidence boost for your line. Boy, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I agree. And that, that was a call that uh, I, I mean, I held my breath as I saw him hand the ball off because, boy, I'm thinking, Ugh, that has not been our forte this year is running in short yardage. But they, they came up big when it mattered and, and got the yards that they needed. So Eno picks up the first, and then we get to the touchdown, which was – on uh, second and two from Washington State 17, uh, Jaden Daniels spinning, bu- rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Yeah, I mean, saw the opening, and, and it was one of those where, you know, you and I have talked about his, his uh, you know, preference to slide. And, and I don't say that in a negative way. Um, and it was funny because early, you know, when I first started listening on the radio as I was driving back, first, first quarter, um, he had a short gain and Tim Healy said something about, you know, boy, you'd like to see him dive forward every now and again, you know, he, he loses a couple yards every time he does that, you know, and, and then he was like, well, maybe not, maybe that's not a great idea. Well, you know, on the, on the biggest play, he knew when not to slide. And I mean, that's the thing you love. Like you don't need to do that every time, but when you have a chance to score a touchdown, you take the hit, and and he, you know, he kind of, you know, a little miniature version of the John Elway helicopter uh, lands on his feet with the ball in hand, no no drama of whether or not he scored, whether or not he fumbled. Uh, you know, it's, it's the it's the perfect play. As I texted you right away, it was it was uh, just a tad bit reminiscent of Jake Plummer in the '97 Rose Bowl. Every ASU quarterback scramble run for a touchdown will get compared to that one, and this one was was in that vein. The offense really, you know, was working. They were saying on the radio, Ayuk was um, ill. Sick. And and still seven catches, 196 yards, three touchdowns, including the 86-yarder. Yeah, Um, yeah, he was good. I mean, and the one he had in the fourth quarter to tie the game was, you know, shorter, obviously, but another run after the catch. Um, uh, I mean, he's, he's really emerging. And boy, we you know we heard a lot in the off season, but you hear that about a lot of guys, and they don't always come to pass. This guy's doing it, like you know, he's not Nikhil Harry, but he doesn't have to be. But he's pretty good in his own right, 
you know, I'm a different type of player, not a jump ball guy type of, you know, like, like Harry was, but man, after the catch, he's explosive. Well, and, and he's a senior, which we need to, you sure. know, think about because we're going to be in a similar boat next season yeah, we are. where we are, we're yeah. losing yeah. Our, our obvious one. I mean, he had, he had seven catches. Eno had six. Kyle Williams had five. Darby yeah. had three. And then it was a who's who of uh, end of the receiver rotation catches. Yeah. Pearsall had one. Hodges had one in a bad drop on the last drive. It sounded he like. did. He did. Yes, he did. Yeah, that should have been caught. Yeah, that was that was a mistake. But I'll tell you what, you mentioned the guy, and I don't know if he's a number one receiver. I'm not sure. But I like the Pearsall kid. He's He's got promise. You, you know, he's not getting a lot of snaps now because we've got the other guys. But, you know, when, when Ayuk and Williams, who are both seniors, move on, and is, is Darby a senior or is he a junior? Darby's a I'm junior. Not, but okay, but if you look at, if you look at the, the catches that went around yesterday, 26 catches, 7 to yeah. Ayuk, 6 to Benjamin, 5 to Williams, you would assume all three of those guys are gone. Two half yeah, season and two you for sure. is gone. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, you know, I'm intrigued by this. There was a, there was a drive. I think right at the end of the half when we got the field goal that Ayuk, Ayuk had caught the touchdown and then he'd gone into the locker room early. I guess because he was sick, they didn't know that at the time. And it sounded like on the field at the same time was Pearsall, Curley, and Porter. Mm-hmm. And you know, they, they, Pearsall had a big catch on that drive. I'm pretty sure that is that was the drive he had the catch that helped set up the field goal. And he um, was the one on the final drive who the ball went sailing over his head. It was. He was open, yes, yes. And that was, a, a, you know, it was a chance to make play. But Daniels didn't throw him a good ball. Um, but that's all negative I'm going to say about Daniels because he was awesome otherwise. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued by those guys. Obviously, you know, much like I, you know, you have to take a step forward. But they're all freshmen. The Porter got a little bit of action last year, but not, not more than four games. So he's still a freshman. The other two are true freshmen. So there's, you know, yeah, we'll be in the same position. But hey, for right now, I'm I'm loving the fact that you know Ayuk has has made the leap forward from nice complimentary guy. Ah, it looks like he's got some potential to yeah, he's the top guy and he's productive and and he's really you know this this offense doesn't look like it did four and five weeks ago and. That's great. I mean, that, that's, you know, we talked about it after Sac State and even after Michigan State that, like, they're going to have to find something that works. And they seem to have found some things that worked. Just like last year, when three games in, you thought, well, what, what exactly does this offense do well? Well, then they figured it out. This year's different. Not the same answer, but they, they have seemingly found an answer again. Uh, let's talk about Jaden Daniels' day. 26 of 36, 363 yards, three touchdowns, did not throw a pick. He also obviously had the game-winning rush. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Eno Benjamin did Eno Benjamin things. 19 carries, 137 yards, a touchdown, yeah. six catches, yeah. 34 yards. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not – I don't think there's going to be a game this year that, you know, he had a couple games last year where it just looked like it was easy for him, that Oregon State game when I was back – you know, in, in Milwaukee with you, and we watched the first half, and he's just running circles around the defense. I, it's, that's not going to be the way it is this year. But his numbers are getting better every week. You pointed it out, you know, at going into this week, and then this week was, a, you know, another step forward. Um, and, you know, he's, he's still finding a way to be productive, even though it's a little bit more of a grind than it was last year. 
Yeah, and you know the defense. This is what happens when you play Washington State. That you know yeah. they yeah. they got theirs. Four hundred and sixty-six yards through the air. They only had thirty-two yards rushing, but that that's not yeah. the game. It's not, but I will say, uh, you know, some good stops of the running game. That you know, some some short yardage stops where they tried to run for first downs and made plays. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you're going to give up. You're going to give up some passing yards against Washington State. It's just the way it is. Um, you know, but the the big swings, I guess, for me were again late in the game. You know, tied at thirty-one, we got to stop. Um, they punted down to the two, which was a great punt, and and we do nothing with it offensively, and then they get great field position. Um, bad but we held them to a field goal. Bad time. It was a bad, yeah, yeah. It was not a good punt. Um, but the de- you know, and, and they were inside the fifteen, I think, in two plays. And I'm I'm like, I mean, at that point, I even thought like. Okay, we just need to let them score quickly so we got enough time to come back and tie it. But they held it to a field goal, um, and and that obviously proves to be the difference because we go down, score a touchdown, and, and win it. And then on the last drive, and I don't know if you saw a highlight of it, but the last play when they got in position for a Hail Mary, they had three down linemen, and I even thought, boy, I'd like to send a fourth. Well, they did send a fourth. I don't know who it was, but a linebacker came from the outside and it screwed up Washington State's blocking, I believe, because then the guy on the other end, I think it was Lole, but I could be it wrong. Was he got pressure, and they never even got I me. Mean, the throw was 20 yards short of the end zone because he got hit as he threw. Um, and that was big. I mean, you know, to get pass rush there is huge because instead of having that heart in your throat moment as the ball's in the air going toward the end zone, it never happened. Uh, you know, so it wasn't a perfect defensive game by any means, but some big plays when they needed it most. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's always interesting when you come out of a game and you've got no sacks, only a handful of tackles for loss, and you feel like the defense did a good job. They were okay. Yeah, they were okay. I mean, you know, like it's it's uh, it's the game both of us expected. You know, we both picked final scores in the 30s. That's what happened. Uh, you know, like it, it was exactly the way I think we both thought it would probably go where – you know, it's it's a little bit high scoring, but you don't want them to get in the 40s or 50s. And this team's still not built for that. So you got to get some stops and, and hold to field goals a couple times, and they did. Um, you know, all in all, not bad. Uh, could it have been better? Sure. I mean, Jack Jones was, was clearly the target of Washington State's attacks. They went after him over and over and over again with a fair amount of success at doing so. Um you know, and you're right, no sacks. I uh, don't believe any turnovers for us, right? No. Unless I'm missing or forgetting something. But, um, you no know, so, he, yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a game of a lot of impact plays, but it was enough, you know. And, and I mean, it was the flip of, of, you know, Michigan State when the offense did very little, but they came up big at the end. That was, you know, this today was, or yesterday was kind of the opposite, where, you know, the defense wasn't, wasn't great all game, but they were just good enough, and then they made a couple big plays at the end of the game to help us win the game. Mm-hmm. With the win, ASU improves to 5-1, and 2-1 and one in conference. They move up one spot to number 17 yeah. in the AP poll, uh, and they are going to have a bit of a reversal of style. <laughs> from one week to the next is now they go on the road for their third road game against the top 20 opponent this year already. Yeah. And take on the Utah. It will be a new experience. 
Yeah, and, and a team that's uh, playing very well after they, you know, they dropped the game to USC, but the last two games they have been dominant. Um, you know, they blew out Oregon State yesterday, and Oregon State, you know, not a great team, but a potent offense. You know, a team that's, that's shown they can put up points, and uh, they shut them out into the fourth quarter. I think they ended up getting seven. Um, but I mean, it was it was domination. It seemed like in every aspect. So they're playing well, and they're good at home. And um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. We beat them pretty soundly last year, uh, and, and beat them two years ago as well, uh, pretty convincingly up there. So it's it's brought they brought out the best in us the last two years, and if that happens again. It'll be a huge win for us, but we're we're not there yet. Uh, you know, gonna gonna be a big one. Uh, you know, we've had seasons like this before, and I and we both you know kind of talked about that. Like, well, this game feels like the biggest of the year. If you win it, the next game's the biggest of the year, and that's kind of how it feels. Like, you know, this game felt huge, but you won it. Now you got an even huger game. Yeah, uh, we don't even have to get into the last time ASU was five and one, and and. What happened that season where we wound up? <laughs> yeah, this team has a different feel, don't you think? Uh, I, I mean, do like, because, as we've talked about, they, they one have played tight games all the way. Yes, and, yes. And two, what I said at the beginning: this is a resilient team. Yes, they, they yes. have faced adversity in a number of games, and and really over two seasons under Edwards. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a trend that continues from last year. Um, I mean, that team in, in 20, what was it, 2016, that year that we were 5 and 1, lost out. Yeah. You know, that, that team had a little bit of, of smoke and mirrors. Also, had, you know, that, that stretch coincided with the quarterback getting injured and then the backup quarterback getting injured in the game where we went to 5 and 1. And, you know, I mean, it, that, that really hurt the offense. And the defense really got exposed. So, I mean, you never know. And, and that's what I was thinking as I drove back to, you know, Tempe this morning and was, was you know, alone with my thoughts, basically. It wasn't anything on the radio. So, you know, I'm not kicking around different thoughts and mostly about football because that's what I think about this time of year. I, you know, we don't know how this season's going to finish. Uh, but it's, it's a, you know, like I said, it's another year where it feels like after two or three weeks, you and I were kind of like, yeah, what? What is this team? Uh, what? What are we? What are we in for? And after six or seven weeks, it feels like they've improved. And can't ask for much better than that, right? I mean, yeah. you know, that's that's what you want as a fan. You want to see improvement over the course of the year. We did last year, and so far, we're seeing it again this year. Yeah, uh, a, a brief glimpse at the South. Four teams nodded at two and one. The Trojans, yeah. who lost uh, to Notre Dame, and they're three and three overall. ASU and Utah, both two and one in conference, five and one overall. And Arizona, who you watched uh, just get rolled, was not impressive. By yeah, Husky. yeah, not impressive. I mean, Washington was unimpressive for a half, and then they flipped the switch and got it going. Um, Arizona, yeah, I, I you know. Yeah, you know it's hard for me to be unbiased about Arizona. I don't like them. But they, I believe, I thought going in that their four-game win streak was the product of a soft schedule. And I think that even more now. Um, I, I mean, I, I just don't think they're that good. And, the, you know, they still have USC, Utah, Oregon, Stanford, and ASU, obviously. Um, I mean, that's, you know, their schedule is heading into the harder parts. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, Tate was... 
incredibly unimpressive. Uh, I don't know if you saw any highlights. The, the left-handed backwards throw that resulted in a Washington touchdown might be my favorite play of the year so far. <laughs> Your bias knows no bounds. I could watch that on a loop. That was just great. Uh, you know, left-handed throw away, but he threw it backwards, and Washington picks it up and runs it in the end zone. Yeah. Um, you know, rounding out just to finish, Colorado's one and two in conference. UCLA also yeah. one and two in conference. Uh, that Colorado yeah. loss is looking like a bad loss. It's looking like a bad loss, but I will say this. Uh, you know, and that's one of the things I thought. Like, it's it's a bad loss if we played them now. And I, I believe if we played them this week, we'd beat them. But I don't think that, you know, again, this team's improving over the course of the year. And in week four, they weren't they weren't ready for that moment. Not quite. You know, they, they didn't get blown out. Um, but I will say this, for the standpoint of tiebreakers, which you start thinking about, Colorado's going to lose more games. I feel fairly confident they're not that good of a team. And so, you know, if you're, if you're starting to think like tiebreaker scenarios for the South, that loss to Colorado may not hurt us that bad. Now, it hurts in terms of having one loss. But, you know, I, I don't see them being a team that's going to go 6-3 and three or 7-2 and two in the conference. Uh, and let's look around what happened in the rest of college football because the landscape got shaken up. A little bit. Certainly uh, uh, in, in Athens, Georgia. So, double overtime. The Bulldogs fall to a, stun- I think, a, a stunning opponent in South Carolina. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, to lose at home and, yeah, a team that was 2-3 and three coming in, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not good. Um, no, no. I mean, you know, not, not, uh, you know from just not careful with the ball at all. No, he was not. No, I mean, and they were they were lucky to be into the second overtime. He, you know, he got picked in the in the first OT, and and they, you know, the South Carolina kid missed a field goal. Um, you know, it what would have won the game and ended it right then. Um, you know, and then. And then they get it back, you know, down down three if South Carolina makes a field goal and you know do nothing with it. And Blankenship misses a forty two yarder. Yeah, it was it was uh, just a bad performance. I mean, they they were driving at the start of the fourth quarter. They fumble a snap. And, you know, it looked like they were going to go in and tie it. Then they get nothing out of it. Obviously, uh, yeah, just you know, it's kind of it's the continuation of a trend under Kirby Smart that they have this one head-scratchingly bad performance. They had it two years ago against Auburn. Uh, they had it last year against LSU. Those were road games against pretty good opponents, not great opponents. Uh, this one was even more surprising to lose a home game to a, an average-at-best team, I think. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, the LSU Tigers beat Florida by a couple touchdowns and vault themselves to number two in the AP, number three in the coaches' poll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AP's setting up that November 9th, one versus two. They're they're getting excited for that if it gets there. Yeah, uh, the votes are spread all over. Alabama's got, in the AP poll, 30 first-place votes. LSU with 12, Clemson with 11, Ohio State the four had nine. Uh, Oklahoma is fifth. The Badgers are up to sixth and Penn state up to seven in both. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, uh, you know, gonna, gonna be interesting next few weeks. Obviously some of these teams play each other starting with Alabama LSU there on the, on the ninth. Um, if, uh, if they both get there undefeated and, 
you know, Alabama's road there is not too difficult on paper. Now, I say that because you would have thought Georgia's road to November undefeated was easy. It looked easy, and here they are with a loss. So you never know, but um, Alabama's got two home games with Tennessee and Arkansas, second of which, of course, we will be in attendance for, and then an off week. Uh, so you'd be stunned if they don't make it there undefeated. LSU does have Auburn in two weeks, but it's at LSU, and the way LSU's playing, I mean, it's hard to see them losing to Auburn. So, could be an epic game if, if they both get there. And it, it uh, it's probably not going to be nine to six like it was in 2011. Probably going to be more like uh, you know, game in the 30s or 40s based on the way those two teams are playing this year. For anyone wondering, the Pac-12 representation in the AP poll: Oregon at 12, Utah 13, ASU 17, and the Huskies return to the top 25 at number 25. In. Okay, I hadn't seen that. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw Utah was up to 13 and ASU was 17. So, yeah, it should be uh, a good one. Unfortunately, we'll have to, you know, piece it together and watch on, you know, streaming or listen on radio or whatever. Uh, they did not get the game day selection. Not sure if you saw that. They are they are headed to Penn State for Michigan Penn State, which is kind of too shocking since Penn State won. Uh, but uh, still one of the bigger games of the week and a shame that it's buried on a a network that most people don't have access to. And, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't view us as a playoff contender. I really don't. I mean, I'd love to have that come up in, you know, November if it does. Um, but Utah, I believe is, so is Oregon. Um, they should be exposed more. And, you know, if you want to win that, you know, battle of public opinion, one loss, you know, thing that may happen, putting these games on Pac-12 networks just makes no sense. Yeah. It's uh, it's a huge disservice to the conference, and it the is. network continues to be a bit of a travesty. It is, it is. But on a on a you know, I, I mentioned Oregon. Yeah, is it is it time that we like notice how good Oregon's playing since that first game? I mean, they're incredible, especially and, on defense. And They've left one touchdown in five games. <laughs> no one, no one is giving them credit. No, they, no, they lost I mean, that I, game to Auburn. Right, they the game they should have won. Yeah, they, they you know they controlled it for most of the game a, at a more or less neutral site, still in the south. Yeah, yeah, um, true. But then come out, pound Nevada, pound Montana, pound Stanford, beat a then talented Cal team. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then pounded Colorado. They should have allowed more than seven points in any of those five games. Only one touchdown. Yeah. Um, I mean that's that's. Uh, like, this is not your your father's Oregon team that, you know, uh, they score 45, but they give up uh, 31. Like, this is just a good defense. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know, the teams they played, you just listed them off, in, especially in the conference. You know, Stanford, Cal, Colorado. Now, Colorado's pretty good offense. Stanford, Cal, not really. Yeah, I mean, Colorado got better offense. three. It, yeah, you know. I know. I mean, so that's. <laughs> That's an eye-opener, you know, because we, we saw that offense. Well, um, and this was them with Chenault. They, with Chenault, they yeah, picked off, yeah. to, to put in perspective how good this Oregon defense w- was this week, they picked off Montez four times. They allowed under 300 total yards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have been really impressive. And, and, and the Buffaloes had everything. Buffalo's had everything. They did have everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no that was at Oregon, but you know, no, no other built-in 
excuse or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, they play Washington this week, and it's in, in Seattle. And, you know, Washington's had their number of late after Oregon had such a long run of dominating them. So we'll see. But, boy, I mean, based on what I've seen from Washington, and they did get going a little bit last night, second half, but I don't think they're the team that's going to crack holes in that defense. I'd be surprised. Um, they, they still have to play Washington State. Obviously, you know, we just talked about Washington State. They, they can move the ball on anybody. But then you start thinking, like, you know, wow, I mean, they, they could be really good, and, and, and they may really rue that loss to Auburn. Because I'm not sure a 12 and one Pac-12 team if they can do it. I'm not sure it's going to be enough. Yeah, I mean, I think the key is what does Auburn do the rest of the way? Right now, they are you know number eleven, and they have a chance, obviously, with Alabama still on the schedule and and really a, a LSU big still SEC. on the schedule. Yeah. They got yeah. LSU, Georgia, and Alabama Georgia too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, for Auburn, they could easily end up eight and four with four losses to top 10 teams. Um, but they could also throw a whole wrench into everything. Um, you know, to me, the, the, the key for them is to get better offensively. Uh, yeah, Nick's just has to get better. I mean, he's a freshman. He shows potential, but he looked bad against Florida. Made too many dumb mistakes and, you know, gotta, gotta fix those if you're gonna beat LSU at LSU or, or beat Georgia or beat Alabama. Um, but we'll see, you know, I mean, the other thing, you know, and it's, I mean, it's an obvious one, but, you know, if, if whoever, Alabama or LSU or, or, you know, whatever, whoever, you know, gets through that goes undefeated, and if Clemson and Oklahoma and Ohio State or Wisconsin all go undefeated, that's the playoffs. You know, we can, we can throw out any sort of ruminating and debating. Uh, if there's four undefeated teams, that's who's going. But history tells us that doesn't happen. Uh, you know, over the course of 13 or 14 weeks, we have weird results like we had this week with Georgia. Probably not the last one we'll see. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, you know, the other team that's looming, which is a problem for Oregon, is a one-loss Notre Dame team. Uh, true, true. Yeah. Yeah, and a team that seems to be kind of rounded into form after kind of getting... And they have, they've got a similar... You know, season in, in field to ASU. As I followed them, you know, you, you watched their first couple games and you thought, I don't know. Especially the Louisville game, yeah, it looked shaky. But uh, now you watch them and think, okay, they they're looking a lot better than they did. Um, they go to Michigan in two weeks, and Michigan is shaky, um, but still five and one. Like for all the you know graves that have been dug for Michigan, they're five and one, and you know have everything in front of them. They got a tough second half. They're going to have to play better, but you know, like they'd be a team that all of a sudden you might look up and realize, like, whoa, how did they get back in the mix? Well, and they would, in theory, have a chance to atone. Um, they would. They would. Yeah. I mean, you know, now it's a brutal second half. I mean, they got they're at Penn State, they're at Michigan State, they're home to Notre Dame, and they're home to Ohio State in their last six games. So it's rough, and they're going to have to play much better in order to get out of that with with any more than one win. Maybe zero, um, but you know it's there for them. If, if they can figure something out, which they still haven't really seen, shown that they have, offensively especially, you know, again five to one, they're still right there. They can, you know, they can win the Big Ten East. They can win the Big Ten. You know, it's it's an uphill battle. You wouldn't bet on it right now, but it's it's a possibility. Yeah. 
Well, we'll be around. We're going to talk about all of that stuff. We're going to preview Utah ASU in a battle of top 20 programs, which I don't know you if you would have expected that at the start of the season. That's right. That's right. I agree. But here we are. We're rounding into the second half, and it is a 5-1 and one Arizona State team that has knocked off two top 20 opponents on the road, looking to do it a third time. Yeah, yeah. Big one. <laughs> Matt will be here, I will be here, and we will let you know what we think next time. Until then, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.